Welcome to the Intuitive Therapist Podcast with Janice R. Cohen, therapist, clairvoyant, empath, and medium. Listen in as she takes a no-nonsense deep dive into real human struggles and how to resolve them. Janice will share channeled information from her spirit guide team, as well as the angels and archangels, to help you master your emotional, physical, financial, and spiritual destiny. And now, Janice R. Cohen. Hey, y'all. This is Janice Cohen, the intuitive therapist here on the Intuitive Therapist Podcast. Glad you're here with me today in Atlanta. This weather has been really funky. It was so weird. We get all four seasons, I think, probably in like one day over here. But it was gorgeous yesterday, 70 degrees, oddly enough, because it's been cold and rainy. So I relished it, and I went for a lovely hour-and-a-half walk and got my my peace of mind in. So I want to talk about that. There's kind of like a really interesting segue. I kind of hadn't planned that, but it's really interesting segue to talk about this whole concept that I'm going to talk about, which is self-care. Everybody has this, you know, beautiful idea of self-care is bubble baths and whatever is cocktail or rest or vacation, all that stuff. Yeah, and that's all true. But guess what? There's a crappy side to health care, to taking care of your health, to taking care of yourself. And I want to talk about that because uh, I read an article that talked about it was like the unbeautiful side of it. And I was like, that is fascinating. Let me let me see what I can pull from that and also see what I channel about that. And so self-care, I swear to God, it is not a pretty process. There really is a crappy side to healthcare. And I know everybody talks about self-care as this blissful thing that will magically right your world, you know. But in all honesty, self-care is a bit of a bitch, especially during challenging times. So let me explain to you what I mean. You know, the magazines remind you to do it. Messages from the TV and radio tell you too. They show images of spas and beaches and bubble baths like I was talking about and nestling into your jammies on the couch and watching a movie. And all of that really is self-care. But that's just a smidgen of what real self-care is. And when you think about what it means for you to truly take care of yourself, what do you think about? Like, what kind of things do you think you really need to do to practice self-care? I'm kind of pretty simple uh, in my approach because I, I tend to, to meet my basic and immediate needs with self-care choices. I know as an empath, I know when I need to step away from people, when I need to clear my energy, um, when I need to rest, when I need to exercise, the kind of food I need to eat to, to really replenish my body. Um, you know, like I said, chilling, chilling on the couch after a tough day, loving my two fur babies, my two delicious cats, um, and, and being by myself to decompress for the day. And sometimes just sleeping, (laughs) sleeping. I am not a good sleeper. So if I have a Saturday to wake up, normally I'm up by five, six o'clock in the morning. And you know what? I go back to sleep and I have the yummiest sleep and then I feel rested. 
But self-care includes a lot more than that basic stuff, and I know that. So if you're really to think about it, let's talk about what that is. So in the most basic sense, in the larger context, y'all, self-care is about taking care of your whole self. I'm going to explain what this is. And it's not woo-woo, weirdo, bullshit stuff. You know, it's imperative that I help myself kind of remain the same. And in terms of that, being able to be balanced, that's what I mean, and sane. So especially, like I said, because I'm an empath, and I'm sure most of y'all out there are too, um, we need an energy detox. But sometimes what ends up happening is, and it happened to me a couple of weekends ago, um, I was out uh, like three or four nights in a row, and I got to a point where I'm like, I just can't do it anymore. I just can't. And that was kind of like the messy, ugly side. I, I wanted to. I didn't want to miss out, but I literally couldn't. Uh, and that's kind of like the messy, ugly, crappy side of self-care. It has to do with doing the things that you tend to resist doing. I'm going to talk more about that because it's an interesting perspective that came through. So the things that you tend to resist doing, but that are necessary to keep you sailing in a straight line and upon relatively calm waters are things that most people don't think about as self-care. We think about, like I said, the, the, the wine in the bathtub and the being by the beach. That's all true, but here's the dealio with the crappy side. It's kind of like going to do a workout when you'd rather park your tush on the couch, right? It's looking at your finances honestly and making decisions about how you need to budget your money when you really would rather live uh, boundary-free. It's telling people no when you're being asked to put one more thing on your plate and your plate is full, meaning dealing with their reaction to it and whatever guilt you tend to carry about it is moving through the discomfort that a people pleaser feels when he or she chooses her, herself or himself over the need to make others feel comfortable. This is the messy side of self-care, right? The crappy side. Granted, there's some of y'all who, when you listen to this episode today, you're going to say, Janice, those things aren't really what make me think of self-care as having a crappy side. Well, I'd be curious to hear from you about what the messy and crappy side of self-care is for you. Sometimes self-care means taking an honest look at where you've screwed up. That's a really shitty part. <laughs> that can be tough. Or failed or trying to understand how you could fix all of those things, especially when you have no freaking clue what first step to take to make sure you don't make the same mistakes again. Think about this. What if self-care meant dealing with, dealing with things head on that you are scared shitless to deal with, right? Things like you have an ailing family member. Your finances are all kind of fucked up, 10 ways to sideways. Your relationships don't work out like you want. Whatever it is, your health is in jeopardy. But the things like, even things that you fear most, like accepting that you're just cruising through life with no real direction, that was me for a while, or getting help from, for the, with the emotional challenges that you experience, or letting go of friendships and relationships 
that aren't good for you anymore, that you've truly outgrown. That's a crappy set of self-care. Even though ultimately it serves your highest good, it's hard. We don't want to deal with that shit. So it's not about the bubble baths. It's not about always the glass of wine and a good magazine all the time. Self-care is looking at every single aspect of your life. These are the five spheres, emotional, psychological, physical, financial, and spiritual aspects of your life and having a real heart-to-heart conversation with yourself about the state of your life and measuring the quality of life that you're living. That can be a crappy side of self-care. Who really wants to look at that? Unless you have the right mindset, which is, you know what? I want to look at all this stuff so I can feel happier, be happier regularly. So self-care is about making a choice, true self-care, to build a life that you don't need to escape from. Think about that. That's true self-care. Few people can wake up every morning and know that they're in love with their jobs or their, their profession, that they feel good about who they are, what they do on their own behalf, mentally, physically, you know, financially, spiritually, and that life isn't something to escape from, like you lean into it, because it's so compelling, so filled with variety, so fun. I like to give y'all exercises to do. I feel like um, it's what I do in my work for sure, but it's one of the things that I feel like, you know, you can learn, you can learn things from what somebody says, but the experiential part of that, the really anchoring it into you is the doing of the learning, right? So here's the doing of the learning. I want you to go get some paper and a pen and then come back to this recording. Just pause it here. And, and now that you're back, uh, on the top of each page, here's what I want you to do. I want you to write down the five spheres that I just talked about. I'm about to tell you, okay? Take five separate pages, okay? On each one, on one page, write emotional. On the next page, write psychological. On the next page, write physical. On the next page, financial. On the last page, spiritual. Okay? You can start in any of these spheres that you want. Spheres that you want. But I want you to address all five. And I'm going to tell you how. Now, on each page, separate the page into two columns. The left column is labeled with the words current state. The right side, the right column is labeled ideal state, I-D-E-A-L state. All right. So let's say, let's say you begin with the emotional aspect of your life, that page. You're going to describe with brief statements what life is currently like for you emotionally. For example, I remember this is so funny. When I ever say, for example, uh, I always think of college uh, when I was taking Spanish. Por ejemplo, said so to add that, you know. Anyway, for example, y'all, on a daily basis, how do you feel about your life? And here's the thing: 
we we practice uh, like three to five feelings on a regular basis. And if you don't want know what I mean by practice, go back and listen to some of the, the episodes that I talked about how we do our feelings instead of our feelings do us. We practice these typical feelings, right? So for example, do you practice stress, uncertainty, being unfulfilled? Do you feel unstable, mediocre, happy, excited, pumped, fulfilled? Do you feel uh, like a fraud? Do you feel like you hold a secret and you need to pretend, right? Whatever you tend to feel about your life on a regular basis, I want you to write all of those feelings down. And if you want to go even deeper with this exercise, apply the emotional aspect to the aspects of your life, okay? To your job, love life, friendships, spiritual growth, health, home. So again, you could get a deeper experience with these fears by saying, okay, uh, spiritually, this is how I feel. Health-wise, this is how I feel. In terms of where I live and how I live, the condition of my home, this is how I feel. And then you're going to get a real clear look. So you see what comes up for you in terms of how you tend to feel about each of those things on a regular basis. And I encourage you to be brutally honest. It's not like you don't already know this shit. You're just actually writing it down. And then I'm going to tell you all this. One of the most powerful things that you can do is take something out of your head and write it down on a piece of paper to literally put that down. Same way it's entirely powerful as when you decide to, to put something on a schedule where you have an appointment at three o'clock or a workout at one o'clock or a meeting, or you've dedicated time to just rest. Once you include that in your calendar and write it down, it becomes real, right? That's why I ask you to write all these things down. Now, in the right column of that paper, write how you would like to feel ideally on a daily basis in all of those spheres that I mentioned including breaking them down into all the parts of your life. Now, last step. Underneath both of those lists, okay, what I want you to do is identify two to three simple steps that you're going to take to feel more of what you ideally want to feel and decide which of those action steps that you're going to start with first today and go do that. Sometimes uh, one thing can really cover all the bases, right? Exercise can cover all the bases. You say, well, how does that connect with financial? Well, it can clear your head. So maybe you think of new ideas or new people to contact or, or new ways to manage your money or whatever. You see, that's how I want you to think. Now, I'm asking you to be this detailed because it takes courage to spend time in honesty with yourself. Each of us is along the spectrum of dissatisfaction with some aspect of our life. I don't give a shit who uh, 
professes how freaking happy they are. Yeah, there are people who, who really, really work at being at peace, at the beingness of peace. Those who say that they're happy all the time really do have some parts of their life that they wish uh, were different or better. I actually think of this uh, girl that I went to college with. Um, she's on Facebook all the time talking about how to live a particular kind of life and uh, um, tries to educate people and does some coaching. And underneath all that, I'm going to tell you, there's some stuff going on that almost nobody knows. And so I don't take pleasure in bringing that up, but I, I bring that to you honestly to say, you know what? Not everything on social media uh, is true. We want to put things out there that will appear favorable, that will allow us to, for that moment of exposure to get whatever uh, reinforcement we, we need to kind of seat us in a, a place of, of favor, right? So just because they say how fabulous their lives are and how fabulous their family is, uh, how fabulous their relationship is, it's not always the case. Most of the time, 95% of the time, it ain't the case. Let that sink in a bit. So you stop comparing yourself to other people. This is saying me doth protest too much, which means that those people who spout off every day about how freaking amazing their life is on social media, especially they need to cover up some deep-seated disturbance or dissatisfaction with their lives. I know this to be true, okay? Because truly happy people, I'm going to tell you this, truly happy people don't need to put other people down. They don't need to point out people's shortcomings. They don't need to blast how freaking happy they are. I'm telling you, they don't. So here's the deal. Just know, just knowing that you're happy should be enough. Now, you share your feelings and your life with people who matter, right? Social media doesn't mean shit, in my opinion. So there, that's my, that's my two cents on that. But back to the exercise, y'all. Finish the exercise for each aspect and then see where you're really measuring up in your life and where you'd like to see your life end up. Want to feel more fulfilled? Do more for others. That is self-care. And don't do it for altruistic reasons. Don't do it because you expect something back. The beautiful thing is that when you give love just to give it, there's such a deep and full feeling of love back. You don't even need to have any expectation if you're truly genuine in giving. Donate your time, your energy, your money to causes that you care about. Put money in savings. Get that massage right in your journal. Do something that's outside of your comfort zone. Learn something new. Whatever it takes for you to feel like you have self-respect, that you are living in integrity. And as my daddy would say, uh, acting in your own enlightened self-interest. It's really okay to do things on your own behalf. And it's even more okay to, to give to others, but not, not to the point where you're depleted. Learn how to accept the entirety of who you are, your shitty choices, your crappy past, your previous challenges uh, about reaching your goals. 
the jobs that you've been fired from. Oops, I've been fired from many. Uh, all of the relationships that didn't work out. I had many of those. You gave all of yourself to the other person who wasn't right for you. Did all that. All of those times that you procrastinated, self-sabotaged, and intentionally made choices that would set you back 10 steps just so you could find perceived comfort in discomfort, that most familiar feeling. Been there, done that. But here's the dealio. Self-care is about taking note of your successes, big and small, your personal growth, your kindness, your generosity, your uniqueness, learning how your feelings serve you, and then learning how to take cues from your feelings to change your life for the better, not just sitting in the shit of the bad feelings, using them. That is all self-care. Sometimes it can suck, hurt, really feel very uncomfortable, but it's necessary to do in order to really show yourself that you actually do care about you. A lot of the times we forget about ourselves and we forget about the fact that we have so much power to change our lives every freaking day. I don't, here's the thing. I do have compassion for people who feel downtrodden, but I don't have a level of comfort with people who like to sit in their shit and moan and don't do anything but keep reaching out for help. If that's, you know, if that's who you are, you're not getting in my sphere at all. I don't deal with that because uh, I've had to move out of that zone and into fixing my life. So I don't have that much compassion for people who just will not do what's necessary to change their life. And maybe you don't like that. Maybe that's a harsh way to talk, but that's my truth. And you know here I speak my truth. And my hope is that I inspire you to speak your truth too, even if people disagree. So self-care isn't always about fixing yourself. It can be about loving the shit out of yourself enough to make a change that would bring you to a happier uh, place and to be more at peace. It's not about fixing, right? It means just making some changes in your life, enough changes on a regular basis so that your life isn't something you need therapy to recover from, right? It means actually stand with the challenges that come uh, with keeping your eye on your goal. Stick to it. Or the dream to finally make it a reality. So here's the thing. I found a new show. I finished with Orange is the New Black. I had to get a new show to watch. So Ozark kept coming up. So now I'm on the second season of Ozark. Insanely good. Right? Uh, I watched... um, Ah, Breaking Bad. Oh my gosh, y'all. If you've not seen that, y'all got to watch that. Could not stop watching. It's addictive. So anyway, it's a great show, Ozark. And and in an episode, like, uh, I think it was a second episode, Ruth, who is, she's actually in a new, a new movie. um, She's one of the characters. And um, she was sharing with her dad that she wanted to buy a house and change her life. In the show, she comes from a family of hillbillies uh, who live in an old, old nasty trailers in the woods. Her father has been incarcerated more times than she can count. He's just kind of a, I don't even know how to say it, kind of a crap guy. 
And upon his release this most recent time, he quickly shot her down for even wanting to have something better in her life. And he kind of really just vomited all over her desire to uh, have, a, have more quality. He said, this is what he said to her. He said, remember where you come from, Ruth. You're a Langhorn, and that is all you'll ever be. And you could just see her face just drop. But here's what's interesting. She is a fighter, and she secretly keeps her dream to be and do better alive and to get that house. And she hopefully will do that. And I encourage you to do that too. Keep those dreams alive, no matter how many people discourage you. If you believe in it, if it's a sane idea, <laughs> meaning you don't think uh, that you're like um, one of these uh, f uh, strange people who are from a different planet and uh, you have a funky matrix message, matrix message to deliver. If what you got in your mind, you believe in your heart, in your soul, in every cell and fiber of your being, you got to stay with it no matter who discourages you. That's their limitations. But I've not gotten through to the point on Ozark where Ruth, either she gets the house or doesn't. I'll have to see. I'll keep y'all posted. Great, great series. So please keep your dreams alive. Do whatever you can do each day to create a life that you can wake up to with excitement and peace that actually feels like a vacation. Don't think that other people can have this and you can't because that's not true. There are certain things that people do daily that allow them to get to where they need to go. So if you don't have a daily practice of whether it's uh, in the morning you have a ritual to get yourself centered or you don't have a daily practice of marketing or advertising or working on your business or trying to get mentoring or getting back to school. If you don't have a daily practice, you're screwed. Daily practice is self-care. It's another example. Self-care is becoming the kind of person who uses that glass of wine and, and that bubble bath as a means to simply enjoy life and not run away from it. I pray that, that I'll bet is kind of, is one of the funkier ones that I've done because I've kind of been a little bit all over the place today, but I had so much to say, got a busy mind. I hope you'll hear me. Self-care has a really lovely, sweet, woo-woo side and it's got a crappy side, but I'm going to tell you this. You cannot appreciate the sweet woo-woo side without dealing with the crappy side of self-care. The better you are with looking honestly at your life only because you want to make it better, not because you need to beat yourself up or criticize yourself. I promise you, you'll develop a day, daily practice of self-care because that's what you need. And I hope you choose that for yourself. I wish you a blessed day, a wonderful week, and as always, live intuitively. Thanks for listening to The Intuitive Therapist. If you like what you heard, the best compliment you can give us is to share this podcast with a friend and be sure to give us some stars and a favorable review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen in.